rendition of Hard Drive, where we have sparklers, uh, and we're <laughs> going to be talking about who we are, what we used to drive, introduction to us, uh, talking about the hard debate in terms of insurance companies, um, you know, how we find them, uh, talking about the industry at the moment due to the COVID lockdown and everything those lines, um, and also talking about Um, Alright, <laughs> we're also talking about sports, talking about the F1 starting the races again, talking about the latest game releases that are due this year, but also we're going to be talking um, about what really burns our oil, you know, we're having a bit of a run in the rave as well, so um, yeah, nonetheless, let's start with a show! So I'm Josh, um, people call me Highland, um, and with me my co-host uh, and co-founder of Hard Drive, Mr. Josh Scoop. <laughs> what up? So we're, uh, we'll start the show off with section one, um, which is all about us really, because seeing as this is the first episode, we should really tell people who we are, um, yeah, and what, what, what we used to drive and that sort of thing as well. So Scoop, I'll let you, uh, you take this one. Yeah, thanks mate. That's only because I've had more cars than you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You've had your license longer uh, than I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so I've had my license now since 2012, I believe, give or take. Well, car license anyway. Um, I've had a lot of bikes um, previous to that. Um, I've had roughly, I think I've worked out, I've had roughly around 20 cars, give or take. I haven't even counted how many cars I've had. But I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm near your number and I've had my license less than you, though. Like, that's actually... Yeah. I always mock you for swapping your car loads, but I actually think I'm close to your number on car. <laughs> yeah, I, I did a count up the other night, um, and I've had roughly around 20 cars. Um, what was your first car? Well, the technically, the first car that I ever owned was a Peugeot 205. Right, but you, never, you owned it but didn't drive it? Or... I owned it. I, I no, I didn't drive it because I didn't have a license because I was a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For, for legalities. Yeah. You did not drive it. Yeah. Okay. For legal reasons, I did not drive the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> but technically, my first actual car on the road that I could drive was a Mark V Ford Fiesta. Oh yeah, that was your little fez that you had. Do you do you modify? That was the silver one. Oh, so you had a blue one. Off, yeah, because I had the silver one. Um, did a did a bit of a crash. Um. <laughs> <laughs> See, I haven't crashed my car ever, ever. Touch wood that I've never had a crash. And You've driven like, into a few things, though. I, I have actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have ripped a bumper off my uh, one of my old cars. I remember <laughs> the focus of you up the prison driving into a bollard. Oh, man, I can't even remember that. That's that's good memory of you. I can't. Maybe I just bypassed, yeah, bypassed the memory out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my first car was Bad Boy Racer. Uh, Citroen Saxo. <laughs> um, Chav. But, no, it, it wasn't a VTR. It, it was a 1.4... I think I, I don't even think it was a 1.4. I think it might have been a 1.2. Uh, family, sort of... You know, the family model. <laughs> like, I, I, had to, I, I had really no choice. So, well, I did have a choice. But a friend who I work, was working with was selling the car right at the same time that I passed my tests. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was a no-brainer for me. So, I was wanted a car just wanted to drive didn't really modify it um and then i moved on to a polo 6n three door no two, no five door then went to a three door polo 6n 
then I went to a Mark IV Golf, then another Mark IV Golf, and then my mind gets a bit hazy. I think I've had a Fiesta, like not your shape, the shape before yours. So the Mark III Fiesta, had one of them, had a Peugeot uh, 307, I think it was. Like the, not the 306. Yes, it was. Like, yeah, yes, the it real was. family car. Turbo went on that. <laughs> so the two French cars I've had have been Did terrible. you blow it up though? The turbo, probably, but this it's a French turbo. Like it's, they're not built to last. I had my Clio 182 for three weeks and then blew it up. French turbos, see, French cars. It's not a turbo. Cars. 182s don't have turbos. Well, there you go. Even worse, everything should have a turbo. Everything should have, turbos are so much fun. Everything should have a turbo. Of course Everyone needs a good old spoolie boy. The hard drive top tip, don't ever buy a French car. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Brandy had a Peugeot 206. I hit a deer in that, and it was absolutely mint. Not a scratch on it. Well, that, all right, well, that's, that's, but two hundred six probably glided underneath it. It's so small. It's just like going, went underneath. Oh no, it was it was a stag. It was huge. <laughs> so it wasn't Brandy. It was you. You hit the car. You well, the, the, the whole issue was a car coming the opposite way had hit it. It had then kind of bounced and scattered, and then I clipped it on the way past. Right. So out of all the cars you've had. What's, what's been your best car? The, there's three that stick in my mind every single time I think about it. I can't say the Skyline because the Skyline was a garden ornament. Oi, I drove that. That counts. <laughs> I drove it around the yard. All right, that counts. You spent most of his life in your front garden. It was not running on all cylinders at all, but I still drove it. It still counts. Okay, so top three. Top three, yeah, I think one of them's got to be the Skyline just because it was a non-rolling shell when I got it. Um... And, you know, I did a build-up. Me and me and a couple of lads did a build-up on it. Um, was very close. Went far off finishing it. Um, then, unfortunately, funds run out and that sort of stuff happens, unfortunately, when it comes to project cars. Yeah, um, life gets in the way, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so the other one's going to be my blue Mark V Fiesta, the ZTEC S, the blue one. Um, loved that car. Absolutely loved it. Um, and I think my last one is going to have to be the disco that I had. As soon as you said disco, my mind went back to your Barbie girl Suzuki Vitara you had. Uh, that's where my mind went. Nah, that, that Vitara was amazing. It, it was crap. It was utter crap. But that was pink as well, wasn't it? Was that pink or am I imagining it? No, no, no. You were dreaming that. It was red. Red. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, my top three. Um, number one. Anyone who knows me, you all know this. My top one will be the Bora that I used to have. My VW Bora was just... Uh, that was the first car that I'd actually modified, and it actually went well. <laughs> like, given my track record of uh, modifying cars, you know, it went well. And and the thing is, I spent loads of time and loads of money. And, well, look, the Bora was all right. I had a bit of issues, but that's just VW issues all over. Um, had the common VW issues. Um, but that was my... That was my favorite car um should not have got rid of that but life happens um second i don't know the second car i i'd say one of my like one of my subs like i liked one of my subs that was a cool a cool little car number three i don't know uh potentially uh, you know what i'd actually say this is my tig one at the moment it's a standard car a standard suv but I love it. It just drives like a golf on steroids. I love it so much. Um, 
it's just it's a nice little daily um it's quite nippy feel like it doesn't feel like an suv it feels like a golf which is really really nimble um great for city driving because of the electric power steering great for long drives comfortable you know that, that's definitely my top three i'd say for, for me i need to add a favorite car i need to add four i'm sorry i've got to add another one it's the passat yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't believe that didn't end your top three, to be fair. To be fair, I, I've had so many cars, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, that's true. I keep I keep wanting a new T... Like, what, what, what's going to be your next car? Like, my next car, I want to be. I want it to be a TT. I've got a choice between two. Um, I would love my Passat back, but 1.8 petrol. Turbo, just because I've never owned a Passat, which is 180. Or the second one is going to be a, another Scooby Turbo Wagon. Yeah, because you had one of them before as well. I had a, tur I had a Scooby Wagon. It was non-turbo classic. Yeah, because you have the... Uh, oh, what's it in the Scoobies that you have? The Overdrive, don't you, I think it is? Where you, like, yes. you, you've got first gear, the second gear, but then you can put it into like, Overdrive and it like gives you more power and it, like, yeah, for off-road, isn't it? Um, some of them do. I mean, the Scooby that I had had a low-range and a high-range gearbox. That's it, low-range, high-range gearbox, yeah. That was quite entertaining. Um, just up when I picked it up, we were like, oh, let's, let's have a play, you know, see, see what it does. So, as you do, went up to the local airfield, um, asked them politely if I could, you know, run up and down the strip. They were like, yeah, it's fine. Asked them. Um, yeah, yeah, legalities again, yeah. Pinned it off the line, and I nearly ended up in the back seat. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I never, I've never had a car that had low range and high range gearbox before. So, I've never driven one. Never driven one yeah, before. The gear change is like you've got to be really quick, otherwise you're bouncing off the limit. Um, so pinning it in first, in the low range, it, I don't know, it just picked up and went. So before I knew it, I was back in the seat, had to change the second. So. Anything I had on my dash went flying into the boot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, oh my, yeah, mine's mine's gonna be a TT, I think. Um, just because I like, it'll be the I'm flitting between the 1.8 turbo. Um, <clears throat> there'll be the, either the 180 or the 220 Bam. I like the Bora with 1.8 turbo, 100, 150 brake. Absolutely yeah. love that. It was like quite quite nippy for what it was. Um, Obviously, the 220 BAM is the same as an S3 engine, apparently. Um, S3 petrol engine, which is fine. Like, yeah, I could just go get an S3, but the markup on an S3 compared to a TT is completely different. Um, it's all about budget. So my budget at the moment is, like, non-existent. So it's about begging the wife um, to actually let me buy a new car. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cheap as possible. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I want to cheap as possible. Get a TT. The the the, the cheapest option would be one point eight turbo, because there's loads of those about for not that much money, under the sort of two grand mark. But even still, now the two twenty BAMs in good condition are about like three to four grand still. Like in like that's like near mint condition, and you can't really find two twenty BAMs. What I've found really about for less than two grand at the moment. Um, and if they are, there's just amounts of problems with them so that's my next one um lastly on this sort of who we are and like our sort of car journey what's your what's your dream car dream because you've had the skyline i don't know if that is your dream car so what's your dream car so my dream car was always a s14a nissan s14a sylvia always wanted yeah. one um 
planned on getting one, then obviously Skyline came up cheap and bought that instead. Um, however, I think if money was no object, yeah, I think the dream car is gonna have to be an old Lamborghini, you know, like a Countach or something like that. I just love the look. I love the look of them. Um, there's a few other people who have driven them, and they say never meet, you know, never meet your your idol because they drive like crap. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I really want one. You know, I've seen I've seen films like Cannibal Run for starters. There's a beautiful one in Cannibal Run. First, I believe it's the first film they've got one in it. Absolutely loved it, and ever since I watched that film, I wanted one. For me, I. Now this is probably going to be really generic, really generic, because. But it's going to be a Ferrari or something. Gonna, no, 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 not Ferrari. I would go for, I'd go for Eleanor, out of Gone in sixty seconds. Absolutely, the Ford Mustang. The thing, the the difference is the Ford Mustang in Gone in sixty seconds is a nineteen seventy one fastback GT Shelby. And I don't like the 1971s. I like the 1967s. The 1967 Fastback GT Shelby. Oh, man. And I've I've actually driven Eleanor. I've driven the the 1971 GT Shelby. Like, the wife got me a birthday present, track day, and absolutely loved it. It was like... I've never experienced a driving experience like that. Because I've always driven cars with modern brakes and you know they're like modern brakes modern gearboxes modern accelerator you know everything's modern about it so it's quite easy to drive the 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 shelby was just something else and the guy was just going yeah pump it pump it pump it so i'm speeding down like the straight at like a hundred and he's like right brake and i'm like there's nothing here you have to pump the brakes turn and you know it's an old there's no power steering so you're proper like wrestling the car to get it around the corner at 80, like 80, 60 to 80 miles an hour, just like, like, and then getting that roar again from, from the from the engine. And yeah, so I've driven it, loved it, want one. Um, no one can change my mind. 19, 1967, Fastback GT Shelby. That is the dream. That's, that's one of many dreams I've had. This is, this is insurance companies. So, Obviously, there's, in the UK alone, there's just like hundreds and hundreds of insurance companies offering different plans, different premiums, different, you know, the wife works for NFU Mutual, so she like, deals with more mostly farmers and that sort of thing, and, you know, they're, they're more on the product rather than price. But there's just, I don't, like, if you're a new driver going in, first-time driver, or even, like, a long-term driver trying to switch, there's just, you... Where do you start? Like, where, where do you find insurance? Where do you start with insurance? So, generically, I normally start going online and just go compare the market, you know. Um, I'll compare the market, I'll compare the market, you know. Um, all that sort of stuff. And then try and figure out, you know, what's the best. I'll ring a few companies around and see what they can give me. But, yeah, I think mostly it's comparison websites. Yeah, I find that comparison websites... The, the the hardest point is is that some companies aren't on comparison websites like I'm pretty sure Aviva aren't uh, Direct Line aren't so they're the companies that that they say come to us direct and we'll give you the best price but you know 
for the modern time, you don't want to be spending 20, 30 maybe like minutes, not even that, like maybe an hour, a couple of hours, just calling every company, asking, jotting them down. The, you know, the, the, the comparison websites have really hit a niche market for people, especially our sort of generation, have just gone, right, reg in, bang, give me a The list. issue that I found, though, is we've um, compared, like, compared the market and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, we can get you a cheap price. I then ring up someone, I don't know, say, direct line, ask for a quote. Nine times out of ten, they're like, yeah, we'll beat anything. What have you been quoted? Tell them what I've been quoted. Nah, we can't beat that. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's the thing. With, with NFU, for example, so with Sasha's, so she has, when someone asks for a quote from Sasha, when they call them up and you know, talk to them, she has to, she openly says, you know, what what are you what, what what's your insurance right now what's your premium um and if they say a price that they know they probably won't beat they have to say we're probably not going to beat it but the reason we're not going to beat it is because we are quite expensive on x y z but we give you more so we give you more for your yeah. money um so that and that's the hard sell that's the hard the hard drive debate <laughs> like where do you go do you go cheap um, and yeah. get skimped, or do you go more expensive and get more for your money and more cover, and you know, po- possibly legal, legally, better for you. So that's, that's I mean, it's hard, hard for new drivers though, because like one of my friends, he's a new driver. Um, he's nineteen, twenty, something like that. Just a completely standard, average car. It's costing him over two and a half grand on insurance. See, I find that with the Citroen though. The Citroen Saxo wasn't a boy racer car. It was one point two, I think, one point two or one point four max. It wasn't a VTR, but because and that was back in the day when, because I passed my test when I was twenty one. Um, coming up to twenty eight this year, so um, it would have been seven years ago this year. So seven years I've held my license now. But when I first got that, I was twenty. Uh, I was twenty actually. Sorry, because I turned twenty one when I passed my test anyway. So I was twenty when I passed my test. Now, I'm not 17. I've had four years, in a sense, of driving like tests and that sort of thing, and, and doing that. But I say tests, past first time, one minor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had two minors on mine. But even then, the car I bought for like a grand, I think, and the my I was with uh, oh, it was Admiral. That's it. I was with Admiral, back box included, obviously. Um, and that was like two and a half grand, like absolutely mental for for that. They, they just and that was yeah that was back in the day when they had the boys and the girls, so they differed. So if I was a girl, yeah. I'd bet you anything it would have been like a grand, like a grand and a half maybe. Yeah. I'd have probably saved about a grand by being a female. Now they've they've locked it, so it doesn't matter if you're boy or female. Still matters so about your job or, though. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. The job as well. If you're doing a lot of driving your premium goes up because you're, you're, there's more, it's all about the percentage of how much you're going to get into a crash and how much they're going to have to pay out. So yeah. if you're, if you're a national sales manager that you're driving around everywhere, the the chance of you're having a high premium is more likely. If you're a librarian, like they're probably going to, your premium comes down. I know people it's, who have put down that they're a hairdresser just to get their insurance cheaper. You mentioned first time drivers. Now, this is something that I want the audience to sort of have their view on, and this is where the hard debate comes in, um, because the pass procedure of a, of, a, of driving, riding a bike, so a motorbike, completely yeah. different, absolutely horrendous. Like you've dri- you've ridden bikes, so you know the procedure, and I I know a little bit about it. 
But for example, to put this into a scenario, you're 17, you've just passed your test, your dad's a UK multi-billionaire, so your dad or your mum or whoever owns fucking say owns every bank in the UK and he's minted, lives in a mansion, and you've just passed your test, you're 17, your dad's gone, you know what? I'm gonna buy you a Lamborghini Aventador for your birthday, 17th, because you've because you've passed your test as well. Here, here's the keys, bang, I've paid for the insurance, boom. That kid can drive that straight out. He can drive a Ventador if he's got the money to pay for the insurance. The insurance might be like three million, but if he's got the money to pay that and he can buy the car, no problem. So yeah, with bikes is completely different. With a car license, you can pass your test in a car, go out and drive whatever car you want, no matter what size engine or anything like that. Now with bikes, it's slightly different. So with, um, if I remember rightly, 17, like 16, 17, blah, 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 all the way up to 21 is a 125 or restricted CC. Okay. So that means it's normally when I, when I did mine, it was up to the age of 21. You can do your big bike test, but you are restricted to 33 brake horsepower, if I remember rightly, or it would think it was either 33 or 48, one of the two. Um, brake horsepower so that means if you've got a thousand cc bike you've then got to get that restricted down so that the brake horsepower matches what it should be so that's like going that's like going out and buying a lamborghini and having to put like a 1.2 fiesta engine in it <laughs> okay obviously it's not but you get the idea um and then you after the age of it used to be after the age of 21 i can't remember if it still is now you could do your direct access meaning you can do your CBT, go straight out, do your big bike test, then you can ride anything. And that makes sense because you've got those age restrictions there. So you're not 17 buying a super bike and killing yourself because bikes are much, much more dangerous. Thing is, with a car, though, it's a killing machine. Let's face it. You know, it's the same with a the bike. They're a killing machine. You restrict the bike so that there's not a lot of brake horsepower to it. But you don't restrict the car. The debate here is, and what I want the, the viewers to sort of have their input on, is it would probably never happen. But should there be a system in place where you're 17 and you're only allowed to buy a one litre up to a 1.4? That's it. Maximum. The, the thing is, with this though, you've got a lot of people who aren't millionaires in the UK so, yeah. so the, this is probably why it won't come into effect because there's not that many people who are going to go out and buy you know a three litre diesel or three litre petrol V8 that yeah. you know or whatever whatever car they can get their hands on they're not going to have the money for that at 17 their dads probably won't give them that because hopefully you'd think yeah. that the parents are more responsible but sh the debate is that we want you to find want you to hear from you guys is should there be or in your opinion, should there be an age restriction limit? So 17 to 21, you can only get a 1.4 maximum. Um, once you're 21, you can then do another test in a 1.8 or a 2 litre or whatever to, to prove that you can drive it without being a knob. <laughs> like, you know, without being that kid who's like, oh, I've got a 3 litre Beamer. So what? You're 17, you're probably going to crash it in about three months. So thing with that is though, you've got the speed limits as well. 
So it's not really going to matter the size of the engine because you've still got them speed limits in place. So if you hit someone in a 1.4 Fiesta, say, um, doing 70, and you hit someone in a 3-litre BMW doing 70, there's not really much difference. There's a BMW 3-litre and you've stuck to 70. All the time. <laughs> yeah. I get your, I do get your point. But yeah, but if you're in a 1.4 Fiesta, right, or even 1.2 or whatever, because most people won't, unless unless you're going on finance, which a lot of, you know, the, our generation below us are doing, if you're going on finance, you can probably get a new Fiesta. But if you're not, you're going to get an old Fiesta. And uh, Honestly, that Saxo... I drove that at 70, and that was probably the most terrified I've been in a car. Like, just shaking. Just, yeah, this is great! This is amazing! 70 miles an hour! <laughs> just, like, thinking the whole car's going to collapse on me because of the pressure of the air. Like, it's, you, it's so scary as a 17-year-old driving a little shitbox at 70 <laughs> on the M25. I'm going to Heathrow. I've never driven the M25 before. There's cars everywhere. It's... it's Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Right, let's move on. So, section three is of the show. It's what we like to call What's New. Scoop, you've been looking at new cars um, that have been released or are going to be released. Take it away. So, there's quite a lot of SUVs coming out. So, being the DBX, um, supposedly it's got a 420, uh, 542 brake twin turbo V8. That does look lush. <laughs> what more would you want in a, in a SUV? In an SUV as well. It's just like, Why? <laughs> to be fair, it, you, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the pricing now, right? On the road cash price for this, there's 158 grand for this SUV. As you do. Now, <laughs> that's it's, and if you want to go on finance you, one your credit will have to be like no marks on your credit 6.5 percent apr 1500 quid a month that's my wage <laughs> that's just my wage on a car a month like well you know the old saying you, you can't race a house so maybe well yeah there is that you can live in a car the interior looks absolutely mental um you can accessorize with full levers. You know, you've got. There's obviously going to be extras on top of that. 158 grand is just probably the baseline DBX. Um, but 158 grand on an SUV is just something else. I haven't seen any on the road. Not that obviously I would, but you know, it came out in November 2019, I think. Um, so it was it just. It's still. It's still a fairly new car. Um, What's the other SUV that's coming out? Uh, Mercedes GLA Maybach. GLA or GLS? Uh, I've got GLA. You might have GLS. I think it's GLS. We'll go with GLS. This car is hideous. If you compare it to the Aston Martin, it's absolutely god-awful. I like the interior, though. It's the ultimate form of luxury, apparently. Ultimate form. Like, but looking at the front end, it looks like a dog holding onto a dog chew. Like... Like, angry no I'm a big car. Arr. The best bit I saw was written together was 22 inch wheels and a mini fridge. <laughs> Why do you need a mini fridge? Oh, it's just like that is for the they've literally accommodated that for the billionaires and gone, 
you know what? You've got too much money. Chuck it at this. Like Mercedes have just gone. Yeah, sure. Again, four liter V eight, same as the um, same as the Aston. Um, I was gonna say they are doing a mild hybrid, so you're gonna have the four liter V eight mated to a forty eight volt electric motor. Not to sixty miles an hour in four point eight, so it's slower than the Aston. Really, even with that extra horsepower, it's still not to sixty slower. But you will be doing that speed, drinking a flute of champagne. You know, <laughs> we, we think right, you know. In the US, it comes out at a hot speed 130 miles an hour, where in Europe, um, 155. So, again, top speed is is less than the Aston Martin. And I bet you it's probably probably around about the same price. Um, just because of all the tech, that's all it is. It's just a big box of tech for me. Um, but they've come out to rival the Bentley, the Benty Jagger range. Now, yeah. Then you know more about the Bentley than what I do, so... Well, right, basically, Bentiaga, there's loads of different... You've got the Speed, you've got the Bentiaga, the V8, V8 diesel, uh, oh no, sorry, V8, then the diesel, then the hybrid. So, Bentley, you've got loads more options. And actually, it does look banging. It does look quite nice. Um, very footballer's wife. <laughs> very footballer's wife. Um, you can personalise it again. You can get all these different features like leather seats. You know, you've got all this the handmade like clock in one of the vents. Um, you know, you can do an all-terrain mode. Um, you, know, you get all these accessories. Um, just looking at the engine, I'm trying to find the specs on the engine. I don't think uh, if we look in here, performance. So, 190 miles an hour top speed. So it's bigger and better than the Aston. Um, Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, top speed 190. Uh, V8, the design goes to 180. Um, they've got a V8 engine, so again, it's it's the same as the Aston. They're all trying to rival each other, but for me, the Aston, out of all of those, like, whoo, that's what I'd take. Aston Martin every yeah, day. Every what day. about you? What, what would you take, Alex? Um, yeah. If you say the Maybach, yeah. I'm gonna. We're not friends. Interior-wise, I would go Maybach. You just want to sip champagne whilst doing a hundred. I do. I just want the mini fridge while my driver drives me everywhere. You know, <laughs> the chauffeur. You know, um, but I think overall looks has got to be the Aston as well. Um, like you say, the Mercedes just looks like an angry dog. It's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I think the Bentley for me is too much of a footballer's wives car. I I think um, it's very. It looks sporty at the front, but. Aston, yeah, Aston just looks absolutely amazing. It looks like the old DB9, and that just looks amazing. Um, Jag have got a new car out, haven't they? They've, they've yes, they're, they're redoing the F-Type, aren't they? So, or the F-Pace, one of the two. Um, they've redesigned it, so different engine. Um, so it's a 5-litre supercharged V8, 567 brake. Um it's just it's just going to be all upgraded so you're going to have better interior you're going to have a nicer nicer interface for like you know your, your music you know that sort of thing climate control all that sort of stuff yeah and you've got different types of things you've got the f-type coupe which is on the road price for 54 grand um the r dynamic which is 57 grand from that um you've got the first edition coupe um 63 grand then you've got the f-type r coupe uh which is 97 grand now if you go for the R-type coupe, the sort of bigger, the top of the range, 186 miles an hour, top speed, 3.5 seconds, 0 to 60. Mental, mental um, 
performance there. Um, All-wheel drive. If you go for if you go for the the top of the range right arm coupe, you can get all-wheel drive. You can choose between rear-wheel drive and all-wheel drive on certain ones as well. Um, and that looks. I've always wanted a Jag, but ah. My next, my next SUV might be the Jag SUV. I might go for that. You save up a little bit more, go for the Aston. Why not? Well, Why you not? never know. This show might kick off. You know, there might be a Netflix TV producer that goes, these two guys, they're crying out for a TV show. Here's a budget. Yeah. Go BBC on. have got one. Net, um, at the Amazon, Prime have got one. Netflix don't. You! <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are Jaguar, Aston Martin... Or Netflix, hit us up. Let's uh, let's crack this on, shall we? This is the part where we just rant and rave. This is your this is this is your little idea, and I I love this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what really burns my oil, you know? <laughs> stuff that really irritates me. Stuff that you know. Really pisses me off, if I'm honest with you. This is again a prime opportunity for everyone, anyone who is watching this, to just send us your thoughts on this. Um, what pisses you off? Exactly. Each week we're going to be doing a different topic about what really just oh, really burns our oil, like you know, really frustrates us about just everyday driving. Tell us your thoughts on it. Feel free to suggest some that really tick you off, and we'll we'll you know see if we agree or disagree on it. Um, this week. Is giving way and saying thank you. Giving way and you know that sort of thing, especially when you're on a motorway or a dual carriageway. So in the highway code, I'm going to get technical now. <laughs> in the highway code, when you're coming up to a slip road, which is coming on to the motorway or dual carriageway that you're on, you should, on the inside lane, move to the outside lane when safe. Let the other car join, then you move back in again. Happy days. The amount of people that don't <laughs> get angry with you because you're trying to come on and they refuse to move over. I mean, I had a guy the other day that was shouting and swearing at me out the window because, you know, I'm a mobile tire veer, so I have a van. I pulled on. <laughs> you're like the worst person. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled onto the, mo onto the you know, onto the dual carriageway. He was on the inside lane, refused to move over. So I sped up a bit. To then come on. He then sped up a bit. So, you know, being the angry child I am, I just kept merging. He then eventually <laughs> moved. He then moved, held me a lot of abuse, and then pulled in front of me. You are easy to throw abuse at, though. So, it's, you know. Yeah, plus I'm a very angry child, so I will just, you know, <laughs> I'll just rage for no reason. I don't know what Sasha's thoughts are on this, because... Like with the motorways and other things, you're meant to get up to seventy, or meant, yeah. So if you're on a dual carriageway, it's seventy miles an hour is top speed. So you want to get up to around about fifth, between fifty and seventy to move in. Uh, on the slip roads, yeah, <laughs> yeah, on the slip road. Now, what Sasha says, it's their, it's their problem. I think that's what she said. It's their problem. It's like you don't have to go away. You know, they have to filter into the. the so it's merge. She thinks it's a merge in. So like. You're on the left-hand yeah. lane, and you like as a slip road, you have to try and match your speed and go in. Whereas I'm with you on this, that I'll move over. I'll always move. Over. I'll go from the left lane into the middle lane. Let them come in, especially if you're on like the M25. It's a lot of yeah. traffic. You're not gonna you know beat that many cars, so you move over and no. they come in. 
Um, yeah. but, it's written in the highway code, though. You should know it. For me, giving way, and like, so my my biggest barrier with giving way and saying thanks is so on the highway. Right, again, highway code. I, I don't know what it says in the highway code. Um, you know, I've, it's ages since I did my did my theory, but um, common sense as well as highway code is if you're driving and there's cars blocking your road, it's the other car's right of way because they've got no blocking, so they can just go through. So on this. Some cars will let you go through, some cars will just carry on, whatever. So this is the scenario. I've got cars in my way. It's not my right of way, cars coming through. If they do not say thank you, I don't care if it's your right of way. I have stopped my car for you to come through. If you do not say thank you, I want to literally turn my car around and ram you. <laughs> so much when you're just like sitting there. Like, duh, 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 duh. All you got to do is put a finger up. Like, just one, yeah, 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 cool, thanks. Hand on the steering wheel, one of them, yeah, fine. Just, yeah, the ones that blank, you're like, and you're just like, I don't know you exist. It's, oh, they're the worst. Absolutely worst. To be fair, I had a worse one coming to yours the other day. So, around your estate, you've got quite a lot of cars that are parked on the side of the road. I know exactly which hill you're talking about as well, I think. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was coming That's up. The hill I'm on about. Yeah, I was coming up the hill. There was cars parked. There was nothing then coming my way. There was a good gap. So I pulled out. Halfway between the cars, a car then comes down, stops in front of me, gives it one of them. Oh mate, they're the worst. They're the worst as well. But I, I, on the other flip side of that, I can be that guy. Because because if it's my right of way, like so I'm very pot kettle. So when I'm when I'm sitting there going, yep, come on through, whatever, like and they say thanks, it's like, yeah, cool, whatever. If I'm on the side where there's no right where I've got the right of way, I ain't letting anyone through. I don't care. Like I'm literally like, this is my get out. Unless they unless they're halfway through. Obviously, if they're halfway through, I'll stop and let them through. And again, you expect that thank you. And again, if they don't, oh my days. Rude. See, I was halfway through. I was halfway through. He then joined. There was a slip road to the right. So as I'm coming up the road, cars on the left, slip road to the right. He then pulled in to the slip road, give me the bird, and then carried on. I was like, really? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I had that literally 10 minutes before we started recording this. I went to the shop just to get a drink. I had exactly that same thing happen to me. I'm halfway up and this little Mercedes um, CLA comes down and I'm I braked because he just kept flooding down that hill and there's cars to the left. So it's his right of way, but I'm halfway up the road and he was nowhere near by the time I was in halfway. So he just sped down that, gone through and I've just, oh man, I nearly lost my, I nearly, I nearly spun it around. This whole show could have been delayed by an hour. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think. You know, it, that is one of my biggest bears when people do not say thank you. And yeah, but we want to hear what, what, you know, we want to hear what you guys hate, you know, what really gets on your nerves. What burns your oil? <laughs> also on this as well, pedestrians, they think they've got the bloody God's gift, don't they? Oh, when they're on a zebra crossing and they do that little foot thing, like, I put my foot in. Like, I don't care. I'll run you down. I don't care. The ones that cross that don't even care if you, you're a car. Just like, you've got brakes. Yeah, I've also got a gas pedal, mate. I'll run you down. I don't care. Like... <laughs>
Just to clarify, we would never run anyone down, obviously. Well, let us know what you guys hate that will burn your oil. Let us know what you think about the giving way thing. You know, was you know, are we in the wrong? Are we are we wrong by thinking that you know a little bit of rudeness is is the worst thing? Let us know what you think on that. Moving on to game releases. Um, obviously, this is a part of the show that with auto shows, not many people talk about the game releases and the sort of pop culture of of cars, of all the automotive thing. So there's the biggest one is Need for Speed. The latest one out, Heat. I've got that. Love that. Might review it. Uh, might do a little review for you guys to do. Did you know they've got the Fast and Furious coming out? A, a Fast and Furious. One way to make more money out of that franchise is to get a game out there. They had a game out there. They're releasing a new game. It's yeah. like called Crossroads. Um, it's... I haven't really looked at it. It's, it's due May, so it's due this month. I haven't really heard much about it. Um, I had a quick look online. Um, it looks like you can do all the action stuff of driving a tank and driving a modified car with a machine gun on it. Like, just if, Imagine the mental scenario Fast and Furious has got now. Put that into a game. That's probably what they've done. So, Burnout Paradise Remaster. That's coming out. Um, yeah. Which... Paradise wasn't the best burnout, was it? Burnout three. No. Burnout three was the best burnout. I, th I think That's it was it. the better one out of the whole series of them. Um, I'm hoping the new one's going to be a lot better. I think it's only coming out. I think it's only coming out on Switch as well. Only on Switch. I think I, that's what I've read. That it's it's on going to be on Nintendo Switch for forty five quid, which isn't a bad price for a remaster. But if it's only on Switch, then there's no point. There's no point at all. The one they need to bring back, and I know 100% you'll agree with this. Okay. I know where you're going with it already. Go on, what is it? Need for Speed Underground 2. There you go. Everyone is waiting for this to come back. That's the best game. The best game of yeah. Need for Speed. That is my childhood right there. Sat in front of my old school PC with the big back on it, with a Logitech steering wheel and two pedals. Oh, you went. Oh, you went proper nerd. Oh no, I was. I was just PlayStation Two, PlayStation Two, and with the riders on the storm. Soon that comes up, like the, the battle one hundred sixes that you could build. Oh, they were amazing. Every time you hit the nos, all you see is just like a little bit like that because everything else goes all blurry. <laughs> yeah, you crash a lot. And, you know, yeah, it's the worst. Absolutely, it's the worst sort of like racing experience for NOS but it was so much fun my problem with doing the games game releases game reviews is I'm not very good at driving games the only driving game I can do is Need for Speed because it's so unrealistic I can just be like yeah sweet cool whatever I can drift oh sweet I play Forza I'm I, there's no I'm never going to play Forza I've tried it hated it because I can't drive it uh, which bodes well for our actual road tests that we're going to do later. That's fine. Series. You're not. I've decided you're not driving. I'm going to drive. You've had more crashes than I have. I've got zero. <laughs> I've got no. I've had, I've had one and it wasn't my fault. Oh, dear. Right. That's pretty much it for that show, uh, today's first sort of episode, which is banging. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to light another sparkler. I'm going to light another two sparklers because we've got for a whole, whole episode. Hang on. Here we go. Look at this. Without messing it up. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. I've only got one I like though. Wait for it. Yeah! We did the episode! <laughs> Woo! No, did the episode, didn't forget a load of stuff. 
haven't sworn that much either. I'm, I'm liking this. This is very true. See, we are professional in the end. Even it's, he says with two sparklers um, sitting here. I'm waiting for you to try and put them down and turn the camera off now. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> One's out. And the other. Right, cool. Well, look, next week we are going to be talking uh, more about the new latest releases that are coming out. We'll also be talking about uh, more stuff in terms of sports, um, you know, maybe looking at MotoGP, WRC, that sort of thing. Also, we are going to be introducing our hard, soft to hard drive scale. <laughs> Great name. Um, <laughs> now, such an original name. <laughs> we're not only going to be looking at non-modified cars. So the three that we've had a look at today, we're going to put them on the soft to hard drive scale. From soft being the absolute worst to hard drive, which is going to be you know something that we really love and everywhere in between. So we'll have non-modified cars, but also we're going to have modified cars. So feel free to send in your cars um, that you guys like. Um, but, oh, well, oh, well, not you guys like that, you guys have. So feel free, send in your cars that are modified, tell us about it, send us some imagery on that. We'll then have a look at them. Um, so for your chance to be featured, um, please do send them in. I'll put all of the contact details below so you can send that in um, and you can be featured on the show, which will be nice. Um, so that's something to look out for. Yeah, there's a couple of new, there's a few new releases again, which we're going to talk about. Um, a few new excuse me a few new cars um you know we're gonna have a giggle and also we're gonna be doing what burns my oil yet again so feel free to send in yeah. some suggestions um talking about what really burns your oil gets on your nerves about driving or other drivers um let us know also what you think about this week's um, burns my oil um and we will be trying to feature them on the show as well so bar that like share subscribe you know, get your friends to watch this, invite everyone. Um, if you're Netflix, hit us up, let's do a TV show. <laughs> if you're Aston Martin, give me the DVX. Um, or Lambo, give, you know, give me the, you know, give me the Countach. Uh, I'd love you forever, you know. No, you you want the Mercedes Maybach. So Mercedes, you know, give him your ugly car. Um, yeah. Feel free to send that dog biting chew toy car to, to, to Scoot. Um, Give it to me and I'll prove it's not a crap car. <laughs> um, whereas I want everything else. But by that, that is it from me and Scoop. Um, thank you so much for watching um, and tune in next week. See you later.